Hello everyone, for those watching this, you will notice a little um, out of sync audio and video due to poor internet connection, but it is not too bad. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of We Should Have Recorded That with Phil and Adam. And this week, I'm so excited, I can't wait to introduce her. The one, the only, Caitlin Barron. <laughs> yes. Yes. Was Hello, Sir Wapak. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, we might have a new co-host, Phil. Yeah, I like that. that Little nice. did you know, Caitlin, that we're auditioning you for co-host. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. You ready? <laughs> yes. Okay. Before we introduce Caitlin, though, Phil has some business to get out of the way. I do have some big business. Um, thank you to everyone who is uh, liking and subscribing. We like we're actually like slowly but surely like gaining new followers on Facebook and Instagram and things, and so really nice. And I hope you all will engage us in conversation as we're doing here. Uh, and if you could, would like to do that, you can find us by Wasurp Wapa on Facebook. <laughs> That's W-S-R-T-W-P-A. Yes. Poetry. Yes. Add, add on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also find us on YouTube by the title of the show. We should record that. We're feeling out. Um, we, you know, so now we should talk, handle some listener comments. And we actually forgot um, the last time we recorded. We didn't have an episode last week, but the last time mm -hmm. we recorded, we forgot a listener comment. Oh, we can't do that. We can't. We shouldn't. Yeah, we beg for listener comments we do. so much that, like, how negligent of us. We it was from it was from our who we have dubbed as our number one fan, and mm -hmm. and uh, I'm trying. I'm actually trying to get to it now. I don't. I don't want to miss it again. Give me one second. Where is, is it on Apple Podcasts? No, it was on Facebook. She commented on our Facebook page. And and so Michelle Savaggio says three of my favorite people on the planet talking about one of my favorite topics on the planet equals one of the best episodes on the planet. <laughs> Thank hashtag. you. <laughs> she had, she even asked hashtag proud teachers pets. <laughs> yes, Michelle Salvaggio, you you take the cake. You yes. are our reigning number one fan. Yes. Yeah. So um, I don't think we have any more comments. Do you have any comments, Adam? No. So I'll just say send those comments our way. And now, without further ado, let me introduce the one, the only, Caitlin Barron. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Hey guys, it's so good to be here. All right, before That's we get sad. into our conversation, I will tell our audience a little bit about Caitlin. I met Caitlin in April of 2015 I was finishing up my doctorate and she was a sophomore <laughs> when I interviewed 
at Delta State, Caitlin. Were you a sophomore? I was in my second year of music. I'll say that. So sure. Let's say I'm going to call you a sophomore. <laughs> and, uh, and I interviewed for a job at Delta State University in Cleveland, Mississippi. Caitlin was a student there. I got the job. I took the job. And Caitlin became my student. And um, Caitlin is just... She, she was a stellar student. Um, we not only shared the the student-teacher relationship, but also we shared the relationship of being siblings in Christ. And um, my final year at Delta State, Caitlin was the vice president of the chorale. She was, like, just the most capable leader. Phil, you were there. I mean, yes. wasn't she an inspiration just with how she motivated people to 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 do tasks um but always in just the most respectful kind never demeaning never insulting always always encouraging way yes i would definitely agree with that unless they really really needed <laughs> some discipline and then she wasn't afraid to apply that either um, southern charm Yes, but I just I remember so well our conversations in in my office at Delta State um, with Caitlin and Phil. You were there, and Chandler Smith, and just so many other great people who I miss very much. Um, fast forward to um, Caitlin. When did I then see you? You you then uh, I I came to Rochester. You finished up your student teaching the semester after I left, right? Student teaching was in 2018. Okay, so you were there another year after I was. And then you student taught with another of the most awesome people in the world, Jay Reese Norris. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we'll we'll get a little bit into your journey uh, out of music education and into other things uh, during the show. But but Caitlin and I had the opportunity to reconnect in 20... Phil, when did we go to France? Uh, must have been 2019. Was that true? Okay. So yes. 2019, just last year. I, I hadn't realized it was that recently. So yeah. we went to France. Caitlin, I think I told you this, right? That um, mm-hmm. I had lived in Rochester for, I guess two years at that point um but i had not availed myself of toronto even though it's only a three-hour drive away and i remember when um uh, i we took the roberts corral to france and we flew out of toronto it's the nearest large international airport to rochester and i remember three hours later being in toronto and being like what the there's like a major city here. Why did I not know this? Why did I not come before? And so after we returned from France, I planned to come explore Toronto. And Caitlin was my first tour guide. And so I 
oh man, maybe Phil, we can post a picture and our episode up to Caitlin and me and Nathan Phillips Square. We can definitely do that, I think. You think? (laughs) (laughs) If people want to see that. (laughs) Yeah, of course they do. Who doesn't want to see us next to the Toronto sign? Um, So anyway, we will get into your journey, Caitlin, and what you're doing in Toronto as we continue this conversation. But thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. So, Caitlin, what have you been up to since finishing college? <laughs> well, I I now live in Canada, so there's uh, that. <laughs> oh, Canada, our yeah. home and native land. You know, fun fact, I don't think, I don't know if I told you this or not, but... Um, I sang the Canadian National Anthem at a Canada Day festival. Because you know French diction. Yes, and that's the reason why I was able to do it, was because everything I learned in music, it taught me how to say that. Still don't know it in English, but I do know it in French. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, positive. perfect. All right. Caitlin, how... Did you get to Canada? And don't say I flew. <laughs> well, I definitely didn't walk. Um, so, <laughs> so how I got here? Um... Wait, pause just a second. Okay. Phil, am I right that Caitlin is our first international guest? Yes, I believe so. Yes, she is. Caitlin. Oh, you are. I'm paving the way. For so you much are. more. You're a trendsetter. Okay, I'm so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I tend to do that a lot, though, with a ton of of off-task statements. So Okay, but me. I also feel like this episode is going to be more of the rabbit trails, just saying weird things, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's the kind of episode people will really love. So structured, organized, right. and focused. Yes. Everyone, welcome to Assert Pack. <laughs> All right. Let's jump in. Let's do it. <laughs> so, um, so I yes, I had an awesome experience um, through music. I knew that music was, um, well, after my first two years of university, I knew that music was, uh, what I wanted to pursue my degree in and learn more about. And so, um, but through those years, you know, the Lord, I, I told you guys a little bit about this, but the Lord just placed different ways to serve on my heart through the years, like mm-hmm. through doing several missions and um, just loving people in Mississippi. Um, and so I got the opportunity in 2017 to join a team to come up to Canada and we worked with a sports organization here in the Toronto area and fell in love with it because like what you said um, Toronto is a huge city and Toronto Mm. is a hub for so many different cultures yes Mm. I love that part it's Um, such an amazing multicultural city like the world meets in Toronto yes Um, And so thinking about it in that light, um, coming from Mississippi where there isn't that much diversity, um, I loved being here because 
wherever I looked, there wasn't somebody just like me. There, mm -hmm. there was so many different things, so many different cultures to learn. Um, and, and honestly, that was a huge selling point <laughs> when I came to this mm -hmm. area, was just learning about different people, getting outside of my own bubble and learning about the world. And on top of that, you know, um, when we get to heaven, heaven's not going to be just me, just people that look like me. It's going to be people of all nations and tongues and tribes. And mm. so that's, that's what I wanted. Amen. I wanted, I want to live my life down here, how heaven is going to live uh, or how, how heaven is going to be mm. um, when we get there. So I knew that I wanted to move to, to Canada eventually. Um, but I had this amazing, uh, teaching job here in Mississippi and it, it really was like, I went to this school when I was little, it's teaching fourth and fifth graders music. Um, I went to that school when I was little. Um, it, it was such a, it was a great teaching opportunity. And so I was like, okay, I don't know when I'm coming back to Canada, but for right now, Lord, I, I know that you have me here. But I went back and volunteered um, here that summer before I was supposed to student teach, or not student teach, actually start teaching. Um, and through different people, um, different circumstances, different scripture that I was reading, he always kept putting this, this thought in my mind, it's going to be sooner than you think. Um, and at the end of that summer, mm. I remember just like on the plane, going back to Mississippi, back to my teaching job. I remember talking to this man on the plane and our conversation was about other things, but the Lord kept saying, I've provided for you in your life and you need to step out in faith now and do it. And you need to come back to Canada. And so I, I knew without of a shadow of a doubt that the Lord was calling me to step out in faith and come to Canada. So that's how I'm here. I was at home for a month and, and came back uh, here to Canada. So that's kind of how I got here. And so now I, I work with the organization that I volunteered for. Um, and it's exciting. I love it. Oh, amazing. Um, what, what exactly do you do for the organization? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> um, so I work for Fellowship of Christian Athletes Canada, so FCA. Um, it's a sports organization. So I love sports, and so um, it was a really cool way to um, to bridge that. So what basically what we do is we partner with churches um, to put on sports camps and sports leagues, um, and it's a basically a tool for churches to use to. Um, level in their community, share the gospel, um, and bridge that cultural divide. Um, because our camps have so many different religious backgrounds, uh, cultural differences. And so we help equip the churches to minister to a multitude of different um, backgrounds of what the kids are coming to. So we help equip the churches in that way. So mm -hmm. um, I am the camps director. Yeah, so I'm the camps director. Um, and so we have March break camps and summer camps. And we now that COVID has, has happened, we have increased our online presence. 
So now we have virtual camps for kids as well. So it's exciting. Oh, wow. How do virtual camps work? Um, so instead of getting to do sports together, um, we concentrate on just movement because when we're in the house, you know, when it was at the peak of COVID season, um, we just needed Mm -hmm. movement. And so what we did was we all got together. We had a little dance party online. Um, we played Mm -hmm. different games like Kahoot. We played tons of Kahoots. Um, we played scavenger hunts, things like that. And then we did workouts. And then um, we had a Bible story time. And so we had um, different churches recorded the Bible story. Um, Some churches acted it out. So it was really cool getting to see the different characters. Um, And then we had online where they could do stuff during the day. So they didn't stay in front of the the screen the whole time. They had, we met together in the morning Mm -hmm. and then we finished at the end of the day at three o'clock. And then they had activities to do during the day on their own, like crafts and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah, that's very resourceful in a season when you're not able to to do it the way that you always have. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, that way, there wasn't as many kids that signed up for virtual, because that's pretty tough. Um, You have to have access to technology and, and... Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but the kids that we did have online, it was so much more intentional with them. We got to learn more about their lives. We got to see their pets and their home. Um, Mm. And so the Lord showed us how even in a pandemic, how he was working in, um, in the lives of these kids. So it was a blessing to be able to see. Mm, amazing. Um, tell us a little bit about the backgrounds of the kids who you work with. Yeah, so um, there we have a lot of um, a lot of refugees from different countries, and so most of the background um, they are from Islam or um, Hinduism. Um, we have some Sikh kids. Um, there's there's tons there's you know people who don't believe in anything christians all that kind of stuff um and then we have uh canadian kids which honestly there is a part of canada that's almost just like mississippi it's so (laughs) weird to see (laughs) but it's like that (laughs) that um that same kind of (laughs) so when i found that little group of Canadians. I was like, wow, this is like home. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Kayla, what do you mean that that it's just like Mississippi? How so? And if that's just going to be too offensive. (laughs) Well, I I, I don't mean this offensive because this is where I grew up. This is where I'm from. And so I don't mean offense by this by any means. But it's it's that country... Yeah, it's that very country. Um, the houses don't look like what, what they look like in Mississauga here because all the houses here mm-hmm. look the exact same. They're smushed mm-hmm. together. They're huge houses. But when you get to this part of Canada, um, they they look a little bit more like a suburb. Um, you get stuck behind a tractor, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> yes. 
that reminds me of Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are there are indeed many many rural parts of Canada, aren't there? Yes, there are. Um, honestly, most of Canada is is uncitied. I don't know how to say that, yes. but um, you know, like most of it's just land. Um, yeah. So you can Two literally drive for miles. Two thirds of the Canadian population. And, oh right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was also, just going to say, like, you don't have to. Two thirds. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. We are experiencing some lag issues. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, I'm going to let you say it. <laughs> well, yes, there are two thirds of the population, or two thirds of Canada, <laughs> are populated or non-populated. See, you should have said it. I messed up too much. <laughs> Um, Two-thirds but... of the Canadian population lives within 60 miles of the U.S. border. Yes. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful job. <laughs> yeah. ah, ah, ah. Okay, back to you. <laughs> yes, so that, but... Honestly, what I wanted to say, too, was um, you mentioned how I transitioned out of... <laughs> Why are you laughing like that? <laughs> oh, okay. I transitioned out of music, but I really didn't. Um, if you can't see, Adam is still laughing at me. <laughs> I am. I am doing podcast. no such thing. I am not laughing at you. I... I'm enjoying our conversation. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing with you, Caitlin. Gotcha. Um, yes. But I didn't stop Go music. Ahead, Caitlin. Just so you know. <laughs> the Lord has provided ways to still use music. And by that, I mean, mm-hmm. um, even though I am not um, getting paid to teach music, um, I've gotten to teach zero to five-year-olds which I don't know why they add zero in there, but zero to five-year-olds music for <laughs> co-op. <laughs> so when they're still in the womb, they're they're learning. Right. They're learning music theory. <laughs> yes. Or I mean, they haven't had their first birthday, so I guess they're considered zero. So you know. <laughs> it kind of depends on what part of the country, or yeah, the part of the world that you're in, whether you're zero or uh-huh. one. But, ah. um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've gotten to do that, which was so much fun. Um, very different from what I was doing in the States with middle schoolers was the youngest mm. that I dealt with in the States. Um, and I've gotten to do, uh, private voice lessons for adults. Um, and I'm starting this fall. I'm really excited because you know how on the resumes they tell you, even if, you don't teach, do something in music that shows that you've been learning. And man, the Mm -hmm. Lord has been growing me, kept growing me in music Mm -hmm. because I'm really excited. This fall, I'm going to be the music teacher for a family that homeschools. So they have four, they have four different kids from ages four to 11. um, And I'm going to get to teach them music. (laughs) So I'm super excited about that. So the Lord is still pushing me in the music realm. (laughs) Yes, yes. Tell our audience about 
how your background in music opened the door for you to sing at a high-profile event. Yes. Well, um, I, I'm on the committee for um, this festival, which is it's a pretty big festival um, in Mississauga for Canada Day. And because, because I'm in, um, I'm working with the organ with FCA. We also we basically do the whole kids section of this festival, and so I was on the committee, and they were looking for someone that could sing the national anthem in French, and they couldn't find anybody, and so I just happened to to talk to the event planner, and I said I am trained in music and I can do this. <laughs> like this is, <laughs> this is in my toolbox for me to be able to do. And I said, I would be more than yeah. happy to, um, you know, to, to work on this, to learn it. And then, um, basically audition for this because they needed somebody, they didn't have anybody. And so I, she looked at me like, okay, there's this American that wants to sing the Canadian national anthem. She says she knows French, but <laughs> Can we believe her? I don't know. So, <laughs> so I did. I took it home. I um, I did the the IPA for it. I, you know, mm -hmm. I, I practiced it. Um, yeah, I spent I spent days working on this. I sent her a recording, and she she looked at me like, "What is this?" <laughs> because. She said, I've never heard someone that isn't a fluent Canadian French speaker be able to pronounce the words like you can. And I owe that to music. <laughs> I owe that to my training. Yes. Um, because I took the basic foundation of what I was taught and I just listened to the different Canadian inflections of the French. And so mm -hmm. she, she worked with me on a couple of things and... And then she pre she presented it to the committee, um, but didn't tell anybody that it was me. They just heard the recording, and they said, "Yes, she that's her." And so I got up on the stage um, during the event, and all of the people that were in the committee that had put this thing together had no clue why I was walking up there because <laughs> I'm just one of the committee members. <laughs> And so I walk up there and they say my name and I looked at their faces and they were just like, what? And the feeling of an American being able to, to come up there and, and to, I, and some other people said this, I'm not just saying this about me. Okay. So I'm not trying to be like prideful in this, but some other people were saying for an American to come up and do it so well shows that you took pride in your work and so that made yes. me feel good um that all of the all the training that i was able to do in music um it touched it touched people's hearts you know that um mm -hmm. you know because i feel like we have this whole thing where americans think one thing about Canadians, their stereotypes, and then Canadians have the stereotype about Americans. And so mm -hmm. it was a cool way to bridge and get over stereotypes and just be able to be excited. So. Yes. So, Caitlin, I mean, I have spent a lot of time in Canada and I love, I have Canadian friends. I love 
the country of Canada. Um, but I definitely also have experienced that uh, Canadians have stereotypes about Americans. Maybe you are the best equipped of us to tell the audience how the typical Canadian views their neighbors from down the street. Um, wow, that is a big question. Um, so, first of all, just like anything else, there are people that everybody believes something different, okay? Um, you, you can't categorize Canadians as a whole because that's a very big population. Um, mm -hmm. But from what I have heard, um, there's not a lot of positive things <laughs> um, in, especially in this time. And I think if you're listening to this, you know, you know, those, those thoughts that might be circulating um, around COVID and around um, the election. There are just things that from an outside point of view do not make sense at all. And they mm. might not make sense in America either. Um, but for, for Americans that are living in the U S it's there, you're surrounded by it. And so it's mm -hmm. kind of like this, you can't get out of the decision either way. You can't get out of, um, the pandemic that's happening. Um, and so for other people, it doesn't matter if it's Canadians or other people, when you're looking in on a situation, you can see different flaws that you can't see when you're in it. Um, and so for Canadians, I think a lot of them are frustrated because they get, it's like America's stepchild. That's how Americans, mm. Americans treat Canadians. Um, like it's, it's just, you know, I don't know, North America, but we're American. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but honestly, I can tell you this though. Canadians love Black Friday sales in the U.S. They love getting to vacation in Florida. <laughs> it's not all bad. I can attest to that. Yes. Um, there's so many vacation homes in, in the U.S. Um, and another a negative, though, is the fact that when Canadians come to the U.S., that their currency just seems to... To disintegrate <laughs> because the the exchange rate is so bad <laughs> but if you're an american and you're listening to this if you go to canada i'm telling you you can walk in with a hundred dollars and you leave with 150 it's awesome <laughs> for a canadian it's not that bad and now but... it's only 133 yeah it's changing it is but... now you're telling Americans to visit you, but are we able? Not at this point. <laughs> Sadly, Why it's not? closed. Because we, so the border's still closed in Canada because we want to stay safe. <laughs> um, from the filthy Americans? From the filthy, disease ridden Americans? I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna use that wordage. <laughs> Um, you can use that wordage. I'm not. <laughs> but no. is that what people think? There, there are different, um, 
health precautions that Canadians are taking that Americans are not. And so... Um, like what? <laughs> so, for one, um, we're still wearing our masks when we do things. Um, that's a big thing. I feel like you're trying to you're trying to pull these things out. I'm so, just... I, you know... I just feel like the country on Earth that has done the worst containing the coronavirus has something to learn. So if you can tell us what we can do to get this under control, our all 12 people who listen to us will know <laughs> they need to wear their mask. Okay, what else? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's the exact same things as what the health professionals are saying. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Listening to professionals? Yes. What? I Aren't think we just supposed. <laughs> I think one Kayla, of the biggest. This is... <laughs> you go this ahead. This is too much, making too much sense, Caitlin. We're supposed to listen to the health professionals and not just make up our own rules based on what we want to do? Yes. Absolutely. This is revolutionary to me. <laughs> I think one of the the biggest differences that I've seen in this, though, other than the news where they show people at the beach and they show people at, you know, clubs and stuff like that, I think, personally, what I've seen the biggest difference between Canada and the U.S. And Canada's not all perfect. You know, we're, we're about to experience our second wave as well, and... You know, we're, we're, we're trying to shut down more so we don't get worse. Um, but the biggest difference between the U.S. and Canada that I've seen lately is the way that churches have gotten back together. Um, mm -hmm. and, and when I say that is churches that I've heard in the States, um, that they are going full back. They're, they're just going for it. No social distancing. People aren't going to say wear your masks. They're they're just going for it, going back to normal. Um, and one thing I love about the church that I attend is we meet. Our church usually meets in a movie theater, so that's been kind of difficult because we don't have our own building. We have to go with what the movie theater states. Um, but we've gotten to go back um, into physical gatherings. But there was a plan involved, and there were rules. Um, so we were sent uh, videos and um, lists of how we were going to go back in a safe manner. Um, and so we, obviously the space only holds so many people, so we have to register to make sure that we don't go over capacity. Um, there are the social distancing lines. We are screened before we go in. We wear our masks during church. Um, there's Germex. Uh, we are seated by the ushers, and we're seated six feet apart in the chairs, and they escort us out when it's over. Um, all these different things, and we don't linger. We just go out to the parking lot, and we social distance talk. All these things, um, and it's, it makes me feel proud. You know, like we are still a body yes. of believers. We're still meeting together, but we also recognize that there is a pandemic 
people are getting sick, people mm. are dying, um, but that's that shouldn't stop the 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 church, the body of believers, the people, not the building. That shouldn't stop the mm-hmm. church from fellowshipping together, whether that looks like sh- social distance meeting or doing it online and doing small groups via Zoom and having community that way. Um, yeah. I have loved getting to be a part of this and seeing how the leadership has led or how God has led the leadership in what and how we need to reassemble into church. Because um, I feel safe. I feel safe and I feel like this is what we're supposed to do. Um, and that's not what I've seen in a lot of U.S. churches. Um, and so that, that makes me sad that people still are focusing that the building is what makes up the church. So, like, mm, yes. the church, when, you know, when, when Paul was going to these different churches, there were house churches. You know, they weren't meeting in, the, in this mm-hmm. big building and, and having um, the traditional, you know, altar call and, and all these things, you know, they, they weren't doing that all the time. They were meeting in houses, right. you know? Right. Um, and so how it physically looks can change, but what are the key basics of what a church does and what we provide for the members and the community and keeping that ongoing and having to tweak a little things because, you know, a lot of things we had to do virtual but still meeting the mm-hmm. criteria of the biblical church, but doing it safe and meeting those, yeah. what the government is saying, not saying that the government is trying to stop, you know, churches meeting or not. The church, the government's never going to stop the assembly of believers. And I don't mean physically. Yes. I mean, I mean, in general, you know, like just because mm-hmm. we couldn't go to church, doesn't mean that the government stopped our church from meeting and our church from serving and loving on people and providing for people um, in the ways that they needed, you know? So I think I'm going to get off my soapbox on that a little bit. Um, But I think that that's one of the main differences that I've seen America and and Canada. um, And not everybody's perfect. Obviously, there are still U.S. churches that are doing well. And there are Canadian churches that are not doing as well. So it's not as a whole, but just in my personal life, what I've seen. Mm. That's so good. Yeah, I think um, it's um, it's been that the idea of being thoughtful, like what Mm -hmm. is it? What does it mean to be thoughtful right now? I mean, it's important. It's, It's very important, but also meeting and also meeting the needs of the people. Um, so it's very, it's very good to, to hear that they're, that they're doing that in Canada and that some places here are, are doing that as well. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's about caring for your brother and sister, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And that's one thing that like when we went online, my church, we had the virtual small groups. And so we watched the service, mm-hmm. um, the live stream service and then we met immediately on our zoom calls with our small groups and we would talk about the service we would talk about um, the scripture and then we would pray for each other we'd ask each other what we needed um, we would care for each other in our in our, our small groups um, so if somebody needed something 
they would order groceries or they would go drop groceries off and clean them, you know, like do everything um, they could to help. Um, or there was also a place online where if you needed help or if you could provide help, there was a form that you could fill out and you were matched up with someone who wanted to help or um, somebody who needed help. They, they were matched up with someone who could help. Um, and oh, so it was just great. beautiful seeing the body of believers um, work that way. Yes, truly. Uh, Caitlin, before we transition into our final segments, uh, what you you mentioned the you know sort of the multicultural meeting roads of Toronto as one of your one of the things that drew you there. Um, maybe that's your favorite thing about living in Mississauga, or maybe it's something else. What is your favorite thing about? being there? Um, I think there's there's two things. So one is a, is a very general thing. The first thing is very general. Um, I love being able, I love what the Lord has taught me here. And I know that's not just one thing, but I love the fact that he used this place to to show me hurting people to show me um, things about myself, um, like pride or selfishness or like how to strengthen my faith, that he, he took this place and he broke me down in it. And I think mm. and that, was, that was the first summer too. Um, and so being here and being able to see the different places that I have been through, because I came here, the first time I came here was in 2017, and being able to see the different places that, I have been over these three years um, and seeing how God has worked in this place that is Canada. And I might not always, I might not be here I, um, forever. It might just be five years. It, it might be a lifetime. Who knows? But, um, but it's beautiful because the Lord has, has taught me so much in this area about uh, himself, his, his people, and about myself. So... And then the other thing that is my favorite is the weather. That it's not Mississippi. It's like Mississippi weather. It's not as humid <laughs> that we uh, actually get snow and fall. <laughs> so those are my two favorite things. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Caitlin, anything else that you want to say before we begin wrapping up? Um, I do, I, I want to point, say this. So I told you guys in my email that I had taken notes throughout all of the, um, episodes that I listened to. And, um, there are two that I want to point out. Okay. There's a lot of really funny things, but the first one is I absolutely love when <laughs> Phil was introducing the segment and you just went, Adam. And it was early. It was hilarious. <laughs> and so I think that you should never, never say your name on beat ever. <laughs> because it's awesome. Okay. <laughs> it was great. Phil. And then this is the seat. Can we practice right now? <laughs> what are we practicing? <laughs> Saying the name of the podcast. You want to practice it right now? Yes, I do. Okay. 
we should have recorded it with we should have recorded that with Phil and <laughs> okay. Caitlin. Right. And Caitlin, yes. Yes. Oh, we Yes. 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 And then this is the serious one. Um in mm-hmm. episode six. The the quote that got me was if it doesn't inspire you to give a one hundred percent, do something else. Um mm. I love that. And and that has that has caused me to reflect on the things that I should be giving one hundred percent to and I'm not. But I should be. So give one hundred percent. Because the Lord has brought me to this place. And if I'm not going to give my 100% Mm. for something that he has called me to do, then might as well be digging ditches. I don't know. So Mm. that's probably not what the the thing was, but that's, that's how it hit me in there. So I'm grateful for that, that quote from one of the episodes. Mm. Thank you, Caitlin. Oh, we are so grateful to have had you on our show. Yes, we are. Yeah. So, Caitlin, so as you know, yeah, as a as a loyal Wasurtwapa listener, you know that we end with two recurring segments. Are you willing to play along? I am locked and loaded. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well then, Caitlin, locked and loaded. What current event is on your mind for current events corner? Okay, so in the sports realm, I have to say something with sports because that's that's what I do. Um, I'm super excited um, because I heard on the news that Nick Nurse, the head coach for the Toronto Raptors basketball, for anybody who doesn't know, mm-hmm. um, mentioned whoop, whoop, mentioned that um, Scotiabank Arena is going to be opening um, sometime this week. I haven't heard a particular date. Sometime this week. For U.S. citizens living in Toronto, they're going to be able to register to vote here at Scotiabank Arena. So yeah, wow. so there's a lot of a lot of arenas in the states um, have opened up for people to vote, have be- become voting centers. And so since we're in Canada, they can't do that. Um, Scotiabank Arena wants to still help in any way that they can, and so. What they can do is open the arena for voter registrations. And so that's what they're doing. Sometime this week, um, they're going to be opening it up for people. And so I'm excited. That is awesome. That's an awesome way for the Raptors to jump on board and help north of the border. Yeah. That's so cool. Go Raptors. Yeah, that is cool. Have you, are you registered? Are you? Are you, do you have, are you voting, ready to vote? I am going to vote. I still need to register, um, because I'm, since I've moved to Canada, I have to re-register. So, I have to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. the time is dwindling for uh, absentee voting, but, but I'm, I have until, I think, Monday or Tuesday, something like that. So, I'm going to send it off this week. All right, Caitlin. I got to get, get it that, in. Get that registration in and get your absentee ballot in. Your voice is important. Your vo- vote yeah. is important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Phil, what's your current event? Adam, you go ahead. Oh, I'm going to go ahead. Um, uh, so we're recording this on September 29th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two days ago, the New York Times broke its story about uh, having 20 years of President Trump's tax returns. Yeah. And uh, let me see how... Uh, how I here's how I'm going to put it. I am so grateful that we have a leader who is so patriotic that he would pay fine American accountants so much money so that he could avoid paying fine American service members. Hmm. The end. Yeah, nothing else to add there. Nothing else to add there. Okay, I, Phil, it's your my turn. my current event um, is about the situation in um, Kentucky. Um, now with Breonna Taylor, and I, mm. when with every when all of that happened, I think um, you know, being newly married. Um, you know, it just makes it just made it just makes me think about um, being at home in a bed with my wife, mm-hmm. and you know that happening. Um, I, obviously, the circumstances. I mean, there's there's circumstances. I, I don't. You know, we there's a lot around going a, a lot around the circumstances that that um, that make it a, a mushy situation, but just just the whole the whole idea um that that could happen um and then we don't really have um you know if justice isn't the right word but real closure and and some some acknowledgement of of what happened um you know and and it didn't really and we really really the family may have not gotten that unless until the, they, it became such a national story for so long. Um, um, I think that that had that has had me up um, a lot. It definitely had me up the night that I found out, but that has had me up to, at night. So um, that is um, that has been on my mind. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Phil. Yeah. Ah, Phil, what did you learn this week? What I learned this week, Caitlin, what I learned from Caitlin is um, something that something that I, I, I could really resonate with as you were sharing. Um, just the um, trusting God, like, you know, and and saying, you know, I do have these fears, but I know God is going to take care of me. And so that was, it was your story was a beautiful mm. reminder of that. Mm. Yes, I I had a similar reflection of my own. And just Caitlin, how um, you reminded me that no matter what happens in our lives, God will use us, and um, even when the ways He uses us 
look completely different than anything we would have chosen for ourselves or anything we foresaw for ourselves, um, God still will use those elements of our past that seem to be unrelated. So, you know, you are working for Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Canada. You have a music ed degree. You're still using your music, um, even as God has, has given you uh, a mission that you probably never anticipated. So uh, thank you for reminding all of us uh, and, and for reminding me that no matter what the future holds, God is preparing me for it now. Mm. Yeah, and with that, um, you mentioned that I was I was being trained in music. That I'm not, you know, that's not what my job is. Um, and sometimes I think I used to think, what would what would it look like if um, if I was still teaching music? You know, how life would be so different. And then I read this quote by Corey Tim Boom, um, where she said, there are no what ifs in the will of God. And so the Lord, mm. he knows, he knows, you know, he is, is weaving our stories so beautifully. And so we don't have to worry about uh, what if, what if, because if, if you're in tune to what the Lord is, is calling you to do um, and just letting him lead you every day, um, there are no what ifs. Because he has you right where he wants you to be. So. Amen. Oh, my dear friend, my dear sister, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Absolutely. I have yes, enjoyed you. so much getting to see your faces again and to get to have this conversation. Now we just got to get that border reopened so we can <laughs> visit you in person. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I'll be a tour guide for you, Phil, when you come to. I, I, I mean, I'm that's I'm saying meet with it. Probably will be in the summer, because you know. <laughs> Phil doesn't do well in these I, northern winters. I don't, and, and my <laughs> wife is from is from Haiti, so she really she doesn't like it when it's cold in South Florida. So <laughs> you have told her it's never cold in South Florida, right? I, I mean, you know, it's kind of it's relative. Like like the heat, like the heat here is relative. The cold, you know, or the the heat there is relative. Yes. The cold here is rel yes. is relative. So. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Uh, Anything yes. else for the go to the order, Phil? No, no, no. I think yes. Thank you again, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you so much caitlin all right with that i will say bye for now adios we ready to start all right hold on let me um moisturize my lips I'm sorry. <laughs> please, please include that in the episode. <laughs> I will pay you a dollar if you include. Hold on, please. Let me moisturize my lips. Okay, I'm not too embarrassed to do that. I think I think my wife would be mad at me, but I I, I can do that. All right, I'll Venmo you. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Hmm.